0: Welcome to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. I'm Jason Kahn here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Jason.
0: Uh, considering right, yes.
1: <laughs> you know I can't complain. Uh, you know, obviously uh, the uh, all of us uh, are uh, dealing with uh, the effects of coronavirus and and. Uh, uh, is being required of us as citizens and good stewards to um, deal with it, and hopefully um, so that the uh, virus will go away as as uh, soon as as is possible. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I I, I suspect uh, most folks by now are pretty stir crazy. Uh, the kids are stir-crazy. <laughs> Mamas are stir-crazy. The dads, uh, you know, everybody. You know, in fact, one of the, the uh, interesting uh, things, I guess you could say, is, and one of the things I've, I've worried about for folks is that um, it just goes to show how important the Internet is – and how having good internet access uh, is to, to us as citizens, because just think about all of the folks who are trying to work from home. If they don't have internet access. Their ability to do much is very limited. And they have to compete with their children <laughs> who are trying to uh, do, do their classwork. Right. Um, Uh, through internet and online courses and so it's it's sort of like I suspect the internet is uh, and certain uh, applications are reaching their maximum um, capacity capacity, absolutely it's just um, you know the the I I have said for years that the internet is is uh, for in many ways the most important utility even though it's not regulated, uh, I suspect eventually it will be regulated in terms of prices, just like electricity for the same reason, is that uh, the companies seem to be gouging us. Uh, I mean, just think how profitable it is to provide um, internet services. It's not like electricity where you have to uh, build super Billion-dollar power plants in order to and and all of the capacity to to move electricity around. Um, It's pretty amazing when you think about how easy it is comparatively to provide internet and how expensive internet is. Um, It's uh, and and how important it is. uh, And we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg at this point in terms of how how that is, but. Uh, obviously, the coronavirus is affecting all of us uh, in in a big way, and it's really important for us to understand uh, the dynamics of it. Um, and I doubt seriously that I can add much to that discussion, uh, but I do want to mention a few a few things regarding um, stewardship um, uh, as it relates to the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, and of course nobody can see us, but I would, the first thing I will say is we're keeping our distance, you know, right. we have social distancing, you're a good eight feet away from me or so, uh, and there are only two of us here, so we're less than 10. That's right. <laughs> we're following all the guidelines today. Uh, and and uh, it, it's it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 one of the things that I do worry about, folks, is, is it's one thing to be stir-crazy because we're told not to go out, not to get near other people and, and those kind of things, is that uh, I'm worried about folks who are isolated. You, you know, there are an awful lot of folks who are alone. They have no family. Uh, and it's like they're told not to go out, stay at home, you know, not to go to the senior center, not to, you know, if, uh, and, and those kinds of things. And that's pretty scary when you think about it because um, – and so what I would – you know, a lot of the younger folks, it's sort of like um, you, you need to stay at home so you won't pass the disease to those of us who are older and, and those of us who um, – uh, may have some health issues and are uh, where it could be very dangerous to us. And, of course, same things true for children uh, in terms of, uh, you know, canceling school and the whole bit. But, you know, right now um, you can't uh, – I mean, the nursing homes, the assisted living homes, the independent living communities are – for the most part, shut down. I mean, n- not where people have been discharged, Don't. but I'm saying you can't go in there. Right. You can't visit. They have limited uh, who can go in and out. Uh, and so if you are intending to visit a loved one, it would be wise to call the place first to see if you even have the ability to, to go in. Uh, And that, again, of course, those folks are a little bit better off because at least they're not totally isolated from others, um, but things are limited. But that's just another thing. And, of course, um, just about everything has been canceled, (laughs) you know, uh, concerts, uh, events. uh, You know, there's an awful lot of – of folks who are hurting, not just the travel industry. I mean, obviously, the airlines uh, don't have passengers. The cruise ships don't have passengers. Uh, the uh, hotels are empty. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of things going on as it relates to um, this. And of course, I i did have lunch earlier in the week with a, a business friend and walked into the restaurant at lunchtime and there was no one there i mean it was a big restaurant that normally could seat three or four hundred people and there might have been 10 people uh at lunchtime and you know we uh for those of us who um have the ability uh, we need to support you know a lot of the restaurants are takeout only and uh, and those that aren't takeout only are are going to be struggling. And so, if we have a favorite restaurant, we might <laughs> we we might want to support them during this time of of a very very poor cash flow uh, as it relates to their ability to just survive this month. Uh, it's it's um, a lot going on. Now, I have learned a few things, and I'll share them. You may have heard them already, but. Um, uh, there, uh, I I picked things up, and and you may have heard this, but it has to do with uh, protecting ourselves, and and uh, how we might uh, do some things uh, to protect us. And obviously, I suspect there's been a run on Lysol wipes and Clorox wipes, and and disinfectant sprays and things like that. And uh, as there should be, I guess, but um, but part of it is how we how we use those and and one of the things I thought was really funny uh, or not funny but it's just um, sort of got to me it's like okay now learn how to use them and contrary to the way most of us normally clean which is either back and forth and in a circular motion in terms of using a, a, a wipe to clean things it says nope don't do that because if you do it the normal way you you could respread the germs that you're taking off to begin with so in other words clean in one direction you know go hmm. f- left to right or right to left but not back and forth and not circular uh, i thought that was pretty interesting and it's a truth for countertops or anything else that you know you're trying to clean door handles uh buttons uh whatever uh another suggestion that's made uh is to use color-coded cleaning um cloths in other words different colors for different rooms so that you don't um so you know where the the that particular rag or cloth is is actually supposed to be (laughs) and you're not uh, uh, cross-contaminating by using um, a rag that you know for one in another particular place particularly bathrooms and things like that that's a good one that's a good one. And and then another one uh, I think you've probably already um, heard about, but uh, the the most important thing for us to clean, what do you think it is?
0: I'm going to go out and say the cell phone.
1: That's exactly right. You know, tech devices, um, we touch them all the time. And, and so, yes. And, and so most folks are saying, yes, clean it at least once a day, if not twice a day, uh, because we're... Touching it all the time. We we check our cell phones all the time, and in fact, right now, because of uh, 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 of being isolated, we're using it more. Right. right? Okay. Uh, and so the other tech devices uh, might be your iPad or or your Surface or your computer or your keyboard to your computer. You know, those are devices that we touch all the time, and we don't necessarily think about uh, cleaning it with a Lysol rag. (laughs) So, uh, a coast uh, 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 idea as it relates to that. Um, And, and, you know, the other thing about isolation, uh, remember. Your family members. In other words, use that darn cell phone and call people. Use Facebook, whatever, so that people know that you're thinking about them, even if you can't be around them, can't see them. It's, you know that's an important stewardship for us right now, particularly. Um, another one is we know to wash our hands, right? Right. Wash our hands often, right? Right. In fact. Uh, f- Uh, For me, uh, just every time I leave a conference, you know, when I'm having a consultation, I don't shake hands anymore. Uh, You know, I'll do a fist bump or just a hand wave or whatever, but I tend to wash my hands after every consult for just good hygiene is important. But one of the things that's super important as it relates to washing your hands, you know what it is?
0: Wash for 20 seconds?
1: Well, that's one thing. Okay. Okay. That, so it's sort of like if you sing happy birthday to yourself, you know, every, you know, every time you wash your hands, you'll have done it. But no, that's not what I was going to talk about. It, it is the most important thing other than washing your hands thoroughly with soap is drying your hands. Ah. And dry your hands thoroughly after washing because germs spread with moisture. So, in essence, if you don't dry your hands, then you're more likely to carry germs on your hands. So, it's really important to do that. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought about that either. So, you know. (laughs) And And then, of course, disinfectant sprays. We... Can be helpful. Of course, your ability to buy it right now might be limited, but I do think the grocery stores are being able to restock uh, fairly quickly. And uh, so, you might not be able to get it today or tomorrow. But if if not, they'll probably be back there next week. And hopefully, the toilet paper will be back on the shelves. (laughs) It's pretty amazing that people went wild about that, but it is what it is. So. But I, I do think that since the initial panic is is over, well, to some degree, that um, that it'll be easier to to go into the grocery stores, and there'll actually be meats back in the bins, and there'll be toilet paper on the shelves, and things like that. So I, uh, the the grocery stores. Uh, Uh, are are basically saying their ability to restock is is there and they're probably going to be a very profitable um season for grocery stores for sure um you know because truthfully the the losses that the restaurants are going to be feeling uh are being made up by the grocery stores i think i think you're right anyway okay so I suspect. Well, you're looking at me like we might need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the stock markets and those kinds of things because I think that's really important. And certainly, it's a it's uh, what's going on there is clearly related to what's going on in the country with the
0: coronavirus too. Yep, and just about everyone is feeling that. So, Bill, we're looking forward to your take. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680. WPTF You're listening to Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Bill, it's been a, a wild ride on the stock market for the past couple of weeks. For sure. In fact,
1: uh, instead of just a Black Monday, it started off with a Black Monday, yeah. but we've had Black weeks at this point, and uh, things are not looking up. Of course, the market is volatile. You know, we have seen days with significant rises in the market, but for the most part, we've seen some huge downturns, and the market has it, is it really the market itself is in bad shape. Uh, right now. Um, and, of course, there are certain industries that will take um, a good while to get back on its feet, um, and particularly restaurants, uh, travel, events, things like that. I mean, uh, you know, obviously that makes a huge difference uh, in terms of this. But uh, I want to talk about just some general concepts as it relates to the market and what to do with your money and investing. Um, uh, but I also have to, you know, give the warning. This is just general advice. It's not specific and you really do, you should talk to your financial advisor about your specific situation, um, because general rules don't apply to everybody for sure. But, uh, the fact is, is that the market right now is super low, um, and and, uh, even at a time when business... Uh, for the most part, in most industries, uh, is doing really well. I I mean, so the fact is, when this uh, coronavirus uh, situation is over, and that may be four to six weeks, the the business opportunities are going to zoom. I mean, just think about all of us being frustrated at home. We want to get out, we want to go to restaurants, we want to go on vacation we want to do things and we've been prevented from that just out of good stewardship and so guess what when this is over people are going to be wild about getting back to norms and and uh, and the like and so the point is that this is actually a fabulous opportunity for investors this is when warren buffett he, he's just uh, loving it uh, in a way. He's lost a mo- lot of money, I guess, like most of us, But at the same time, he always knows when to have cash available to get back into the market. And I would uh, and you also have to understand that the market is always ahead of the curve. In, in other words, um, the um, a lot of the profit in the market will be made before this virus crisis is over. And so what I would say to folks is that not not necessarily today. I mean, it's impossible to time the market uh, uh, for sure, although anybody with the right mind knows that the market is very low right now. Uh, and that this too shall pass. In other words, it's it's this is not a forever event. This is just a temporary uh, reprieve. And so um, uh, the the point is is that at some point, when everyone is still very uncomfortable with the uh, virus issue and we're all frustrated uh, even more so than we are this weekend, that this is actually a buying opportunity. Uh, and when I say a buying opportunity, I'm really talking about stocks and exchange-traded funds and mutual funds, particularly those that are not bond-related. Now, uh, you, now I hope I perked your ears when I said beware of bonds. Why? Well, what's, what's the Fed rate right now, uh, Jason?
0: It's effectively zero.
1: It is zero. Exactly. So – the the bond. I mean, basically, the uh, Fed rate cannot go lower than it is right now. So, guess what is correlated to that? The bonds. Exactly, uh, and of course, stocks are correlated to interest rates as well. Why? In other words, the the, the Federal Reserve <clears throat> is basically saying we want you to get back into the stock market because when bonds rise uh, i mean when when bonds are low that's the incentive to go to the market you know and basically when the market started dropping where did people go to bonds Mm -hmm. well now that interest rates are low what what happens when interest rates go up which of course they will what happens
0: bond prices go down
1: exactly so bond prices have no place to go but which way but down that's not a good thing (laughs) okay and so what i'm getting at is that because of that um uh, you have to be very careful about buying into bond funds so you might be better off with uh with money markets or something like that at least so it's easier to get back into the stock market because um Uh, bonds right now are not really going to make you any money you might not lose money but you're not going to make in long term you will actually lose uh, if unless even if you hold it to maturity with a bond you're not going to be paid hardly anything on your money if anything so that makes it really uh, a difficult uh, thing to do Uh, now One of the things in terms of buying opportunities, guess that one of the good things about interest rates being lower is what? Mortgage rates are lower. So excellent time to buy a home, get a mortgage, or refinance. So if you have a higher rate mortgage, this may be the very best time to refinance that mortgage and get a you know a point off of your mortgage rate or more i mean because this you know this is mortgage rates are down good time uh to buy a home if you can otherwise afford it and you need to borrow money to do so as most of us do um now, obviously, one of the bad news, again, with bonds is the fact that your CD rates are going to be as low as possible, too. So you're not going to make hardly any money at the banks and money market or CDs as well. But uh, at least when interest rates start to rise, the value of of a money market is not going to drop <laughs> like it will with the bond. That's just part, part of it. Um, now, So, yes, beware of bonds or certain, you know, particularly – although, are they safe? Yeah, they're safe, but you're not going to make any money and you're going to lose to inflation no matter what you do. So what I'm really getting at is that even though people are going to be uncomfortable about getting into a very volatile stock market, sometime in the next few weeks would probably be the very best time – to take your money out of CDs and invest it into some good mutual funds that are related to uh, the stock market, and so that's that may surprise people. The other thing that people need to be worried about, I mean, when the market drops, it it seems to me that annuity salesmen come out of the woodwork, and so um, because seniors particularly, but everyone is like, oh my goodness, is there any what, what can we do that's safe well uh there there is one type of annuity that i would be a little careful about and that uh, that would be a fixed annuity that's where the the annuity company guarantees you that your investment will not go down but they guarantee you a fixed interest rate well guess what right now, because interest rates are so low, their guarantees are going to be the lowest possible rate. And with an annuity, you're basically, it's a long-term investment. There is no such thing as a short-term annuity. And so what I'm getting at is, is that those fixed annuities that are with a guaranteed interest rate, um, right now, in my mind, would not be a good opportunity it, you'd be better off waiting uh, if that, if that's the kind of investment that you really like you might do better waiting uh, until uh, interest rates have gone back up and the guarantees are higher than they are now On the other hand the annuities, that uh, basically are based on indexes. And those are normally called fixed index indexed annuities. Those are stock market based. And those may be actually be a better opportunity uh, for those long term investors uh, if they want to protect the downside. But the stock market is going to be an opportunity for investors and. I know that's hard for people to to think about. And, of course, those folks who have been in the market, this is not the time to get out of the market. You need to stay with your financial plan. You need to stay in the market because the market will go back up, and if you – you have now. If you got out of the market a, a couple of weeks ago, then good. Keep your money in cash, and then in a few weeks get back into the market, and you'll make a lot of money, and that or you're likely to, I should say. But it's this is not the time. If you're if you're in the market right now, this is not the time to get out. This is the time to to basically stay with the financial plan that your financial advisor has given you, take their advice, and stick with the plan and stay in the market. That's just, this is general advice, but uh, it's a concept that I know that Warren Buffett and other sophisticated investors who always make a lot of money when the market goes down, uh, this is very consistent with that. And most of us do the exact opposite. You know, we... Only invest in the stock market when we're comfortable, and that means the market's high. That's the worst time to buy. And then when the market drops, it's like, oh, we got to get out. We panic. And and that's the worst time to get out. Um, That's the best time to get in. So we're in one of those get-in times. Now, I think the market right now is likely to go lower. For a short while, but then it's going to start rebounding. That's called a trough when it gets to the lowest point, and then it starts. It'll always be volatile, but it'll it'll trend start trending up, and that's going to happen sometime soon.
0: Yeah, it will. And like with the social distancing, it may be hard to stand pat, but that's just the advice right now. It's uh, stay the course. Mm -hmm. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680. WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you for joining us this morning. Bill, what a difference a week makes. Of uh, You know, a week ago... It, it just seems like uh, almost a year ago. Uh, but last week, we did talk a little bit about health savings accounts and how these can be effective for our listeners. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I, I want to go back. Uh, one of my
1: uh, friends, one of my CPA friends, Mike Minikus, uh he uh, got in touch with me when I he, he commended me about my uh, talking about health savings accounts and, and how helpful that they can be. But he said... That I had erred, and so I need to correct that error. One of the things that I uh, was not aware of is uh, well, I know that if you have an employer-sponsored HSA that it, it's, it comes out uh, and, and you're not taxed on, on that money. But I, I thought it was a regular deduction so that if you took standard deduction, you wouldn't be able to get the benefit of having contributed. And I was wrong, which is good. Uh, so basically, even if you're not in an employer-sponsored uh, 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 HSA uh, you st- and you contribute to the HSA, it still comes off of your taxes as an adjustment to income. And an adjustment to income is actually better than a deduction (laughs) because it's like you didn't earn the money at all when it's an adjustment to income. So that's that's really a a wonderful thing, and it comes out of your taxes before you put your uh, either your standard take your standard deduction or you itemize, and so either way, it uh, comes off your income tax. Now. Um, For those folks who are scratching their heads about, well, what's an HSA, Uh, a health savings account is uh, an account you can contribute to if and only if and only when you have a high deductible uh, health plan. And, and so but but now when I think of high deductible I think of those de, uh, health plans where it's thirty five hundred four thousand five thousand dollars deduction but actually uh, the the amount is much lower and I, I can't remember the exact amount but it's around twelve hundred and fifty dollars and so if you have a health plan that where and, and I would obviously google it or look it up uh, as to the exact amount, but if you have a health plan with a relatively high deductible, uh, in other words, like twelve hundred fifty bucks or so or higher, because a lot of folks have a deductible plan that's three, four, five thousand dollars, then you can have a health savings account, and it comes off of your taxes. Um, Uh, but and here's here's the thing while you have a health while you have a high deductible plan it's one of the most important contributions you can make now you're limited to $3,500 a year as to what kind of contribution you can make and if you're over 55 55 or over you can actually add an additional thousand dollars for a total of $4,500 a year but One of the nice—it is a tax-sheltered investment. It can grow, income tax-free, which is you know just like any other retirement plan. But one of the nice things is if you use that health plan for qualified medical expenses, and that that includes vision and dental and things that a normal health plan doesn't cover anyway it comes out income tax free in other words if you if you it, it you get a tax deduction uh, or, or an adjustment to income when you put it in and so you're not paying income tax on what you've contributed and then it grows tax free and if you use it for health care expenses then you don't pay taxes on the money that when it's distributed, to pay for those health care expenses. There's nothing better than that. That is a f- complete tax-sheltered investment. That's better than a retirement account. If With a Roth, you have to pay tax on the front side. With a regular retirement account, you have to pay income tax when it's finally distributed. So this is where you don't pay tax ever if you use the money for a qualified expense. Well, guess what? When's the best time... Uh, I mean, now, uh, I also talk to -to well-to-do parents and grandparents about how can they help their children and grandchildren. And one of the things we talk about is um, when's the best time to help your child with a Roth account? In other words, can well, it's when they first start working. When they have a little bit of earned income, you can contribute up. To five thousand dollars, you know, into a Roth account. Uh, I think it's five. Um, (laughs) I might be wrong on that, but it's like you can make that contribution for them to help get him started. And and whatever, whenever they start, that helps. Well, the same thing is true for an HSA. And let's say that. But the one thing about a health savings account is you don't necessarily have to have a job to have an HSA. It It's not about earned income. It's about having a high-deductible health plan. Well, guess what? Most kids in college have a high-deductible health plan. Uh, of course, they're not worried about getting sick because they're healthy, but th- they have a high-deductible health plan. So guess what? A parent or grandparent can contribute. Now, you, your max is $3,500, uh, but you can contribute to uh, a, a HSA and with gift tax-free. You don't have to worry about that if, if you're doing a lot of other things for them. Uh, and that's money that can accumulate over their lifetime. And when you think about the fact that, and particularly for those of us who are older, our dental expenses are so much higher than when we were young uh you know we all have eye problems, so we have vision problems. those are qualified expenses and long term care expenses i mean the average uh, the average amount of money that's that people pay seniors pay for health care is about three hundred and seventy thousand dollars average per person so guess what uh, that's a heck of a lot of money to save. <laughs> And so I'm just simply saying that a health savings account uh, can be one of the very best things. And, And let's say that you get up there and you're 75 years old and you're just as healthy as you can possibly be and you've got this great big health savings account. Guess what? You can use that for regular retirement expenses after you're 65. You can, no problem, you can use it for regular expenses. The only difference is if it's not a qualified health care expense, then you have to pay income tax just like you would out of a retirement account. So it is a stealth retirement account. But the fact is most of us will need every penny of it for actually health care expenses. And that's that's the unfortunate news, but it, it is the news and it's important
0: for us to understand that. It's a very powerful tool that you can have in your tool belt. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Bill online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's where you can go to find out about the many services that Bill provides. Maybe you want to schedule an appointment with him, or maybe you want to register for free to attend one of Bill's free seminars coming up in April. Next seminar date is Wednesday, April eighth. Again, you can find more information online at wga law dot com. Bill, we uh, just wrapped up our conversation on health savings accounts. I want to thank uh, our friend Mike Minicus for uh, always fact checking us and uh, and helping us out along the way. Um, but I, I know you wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about retirement accounts.
1: Well, I do because uh, the it, it is a it's difficult. I mean, the knee jerk. Financial advice on our retirement accounts is not to take distributions until you have to, and the new age for that under the SECURE Act is 72, um, and the knee-jerk advice is only to take required minimum distributions, RMDs, okay? In other words, not to take more than the minimum. And I'm here to tell you that for a lot of folks, that is actually not good advice. And you might say, well, well, why is that? And so what I'm going to say to you is it really depends on how big your retirement account is. And for a lot of seniors, their biggest asset today is not their home anymore. It's actually their retirement account. And for those folks, um, when to take retirement account distributions um, is a far more complex than simply, um, you know, taking only the required minimum distributions. Now, why is that true? Well, there's two reasons that are really big reasons why you might take more early on. Now, let's assume that we're over 59 and a half so taking distributions are not penalized and that now we are retired at whatever age okay so we're over 59 and a half and we're retired so we don't have other earned income right okay so now we know that any distributions we take will be taxed at ordinary income tax rates and a lot of folks don't like to pay tax so they don't take the distributions but the key to asset protection is what reducing what income tax we pay over time right? right so if we have a large ira Then what we have to understand for a lot of us is that we are paying a lower tax rate on our IRA distributions because we are married, and we have two people where we have higher tax, double our tax bracket in terms of how much we can have, and we have double deductions. Okay, because we're married, we have two people uh, in terms of that. So guess what? Our tax bracket, uh, we're paying less tax because our bracket is mut—it's twice as high, okay? Now, what happens when one spouse dies? Our tax bracket drops by half, okay? And so for those of us who've only taken required minimum distributions, when we lose our spouse— Guess what? Oftentimes, the spouse who inherits the retirement account ends up having to pay far more tax on the distributions because they're in a higher tax bracket. Now, obviously, this is very specific to each individual, so you have to really look okay, where's our combined income now? And you look on your tax return for that. And where's our tax bracket? So how much more money could we take in our, from our retirement accounts without pushing us into the next tax bracket? And so that can be a really helpful thing. Now, the, uh, let's say that you don't need the money right now. Would this not be the opportunity to convert to a Roth account? You see, because guess what? There are two things going on here. Number one is that if you don't take more, uh, your required minimums may push you into a higher tax bracket. And you have to understand as you get older, the percentage you have to take is higher and higher and higher. And so particularly for those folks in their 80s, the percentages can get very, very high. And so the um, it's important to understand that – you that being able to take more out of your account can be extremely helpful, whether you need the money or not. And then if you don't need the money at all and you're okay with paying the tax, then converting to Roth is super because then you have a tax-free account. And guess what? With the SECURE Act, when it goes down to your children, they have to take their uh, distributions and pay tax over 10 years And they don't get lifetime stretches anymore like uh, we used to last year or before that. That was a huge concept that was used for many, many years. But it doesn't exist anymore. For most people, you can't stretch. Uh, So guess what? We have 10 years. And if if you're inheriting a Roth uh, IRA account, you don't have to pay tax uh, on the distributions. So guess what? That's a whole lot nicer than getting a regular retirement account. So if you do it for yourself and your spouse to reduce your overall income tax and do it for your kids. And obviously if you don't need the money, uh, then converting to a Roth to the degree you can is a wise, a wise choice.
0: Yep, that's something to keep in mind. And if you need great advice like this, head over to WGALaw.com. Find more information about Bill and how to get a hold of his team. You can schedule an appointment. You can also register for the April seminars as well. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680, WPTF. This is Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, a, a parting shot for us before we head out today. Absolutely. I, I want to remind. I've mentioned this once before,
1: but there is a new potential benefit. For, so if you know a widow of a Vietnam veteran. Who died a few years ago before the government acknowledged uh, their own wrongdoing with Agent Orange and what it did to our veterans? Uh, The bottom line is is that uh, a a widow of a veteran who died of a cause of Agent Orange uh, even years ago has a potential benefit and should apply to the VA for that benefit, and that's. I mean, this is a huge thing because there are an awful lot of uh, Vietnam veterans who were exposed to Agent Orange and died long before the government basically said, You're, we, we will compensate you for that harm. Um, and so for those widows, there is actually uh, a death benefit for them uh, if if the um, – the death certificate shows that uh, a cause of their death was related to any of the maladies that are presumed for Agent Orange. So very important. Uh, You know, I love my veterans and the widows of veterans. This is an important benefit. We need to get the word out because most the VA is not going to tell people that this benefit's there. Uh, So we as a community need to make sure that that, uh, we let people know that this benefit exists.
0: And Bill, you do a wonderful job of that, whether it's through this show or through your seminars. Uh, so thank you for that. If you do want to attend one of Bill's seminars coming up in April, head over to Law.com, click on the seminars button, and there you can find plenty of information. You can also call his office, 919 919- 256 919 256 we are out of time for today thank you so much for joining us for asset protection today with attorney bill alexander here on news radio 680 wptf have a wonderful weekend